Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans, and welcome to episode 90 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. Can you believe that we have cranked out 90 of these things? It's kind of crazy to say. We're sneaking up on 100 here. Uh, Got to start thinking of what we want to do for that. But my name is Colton Strickler. As always, I'm your host. Excited for the show we have for you today. We've got Colorado XO Lock Max Stacy coming up in a little bit. But before we jump into that interview, we'll go ahead and kick off the show the same way we do every week. And that's by jumping into the breakdown. Got quite a bit to talk about in the breakdown today, actually, uh, a lot more than we've had in the past. So start off the breakdown by talking about what's going on with the Colorado XOs. So if you've been following along, they played at Mystic River last weekend. They dropped another close one last weekend. They fell 25 to 18 to Mystic River. Uh, Jalen Robinson and Tani Tupo scored the two tries in that match. Lina Latu hit uh, one conversion and two penalty goals. Um, they're five and four on the season with that loss, so they're on a they're currently on a three game skid. They'll have one final match this weekend against the LA Loyals Elite. Um, that match is scheduled to kick off at 2 p.m. on Saturday at Infinity Park. It's free, so if you're listening to this, you're local to Denver, just show up. It's free. All you have to do is walk in the gate. I think the gates open at 1 p.m. Go watch some rugby. Um, and if you can't make it, it will be broadcast on Infinity Park at Glendale.com. So make sure you check it out. This is like a one chance, really. I guess your second chance, uh, third chance, I guess, if you count the Clemson broadcast. Um, but this is, you know, this is a rare chance to see these guys play. This is, you know, realistically their final form. This is what they've been practicing for all season. So it's all kind of leading up to this. This is a chance, you know, to to stay above 500, to finish with a 6-4 and four record. Also, I think this is going to be the toughest competition they play. It's very well could be kind of the same teams that they played when they went out to L.A. earlier this season. Um, but it could be a lot different, too. I've heard a lot of different things. But nobody really knows what to expect, but it's going to be good. The competition's only gotten better as the season's gone along. Um, and I think this is going to be, you know, very similar. And I'm confident in saying that it's going to be a good match because all the really all the matches that Exos have played this year have been competitive. They've been entertaining. They more often than not come down to one or two scores there at the end. Uh, so I don't think I don't see any reason why this one would be any different. So it's going to be fun to watch. Make sure you check it out. Uh, talk to Max, you know, in a little bit about, you know, what's kind of going on, what's going on with the three game skid, what they need to do to pick up a win this weekend. Uh, so it'll be fun to jump into that. So that kind of does it for the XO breakdown. It's kind of crazy to think that this is kind of it for this, you know, this first iteration of this program. They're going to break for the summer. I've heard a lot of interesting stuff about what's going to happen in the summer and then the fall, but we'll just wait and see how all that plays out. And, of course, we'll talk about it as we get a little bit closer. Uh, but it's kind of crazy. This is, you know, it just seemed, feels like yesterday. It was November, and I was at the camp cranking out, you know, every podcast every day talking about how much better they looked over that week. And, and now they've been playing rugby for five, six straight months. Uh, so I'm excited to, to see how this goes on Saturday, see kind of the final form, you, you know, even just from the stuff I've heard last weekend, not the result they wanted against Mystic River, obviously, but there was bright spots. Stuff did look good. I know I shared a, a tweet on the DNVR rugby account of Jalen, you know, single leg takedowning this guy 20 meters back. Uh, there's another sequence. They had 12 offensive phases that they stacked together. So, they're very, you know, it's very obvious they're getting better, starting to string things together. And I think that this weekend, you know, could see a lot more bright spots. And, and I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes. So make sure you check that out. Again, it's free. So you can just show up to Infinity Park on Saturday at 1 p.m. They'll just let you walk in the gate. Um, you can watch some rugby. Match kicks off at 2, and you can stream it at infinitypark at glendale.com. 
So with that, EXO, you know, part of the breakdown in the bag, we're going to jump into the MLR portion of the show. Uh, we had the first ever Gill Bowl slash Cocktail Bowl slash whatever you want to call it on Wednesday night. It's a good match. It was a defensive battle. Giltinis came out with a 17-3 victory over the second place, Gil Gronies. And that was officially the first match of the second half of the season. So in that same month, it's kind of crazy how fast MLR is going by. Again, it feels like, I don't know, just yesterday that, that Brendan and I were, you know, breaking it down on that show where the mics weren't working very well. Uh, we're looking forward to the season. But, uh, so yeah, season's halfway over. It's gone pretty smooth, all things considered. There's been no cancellations via COVID, as George Killebrew mentioned on the broadcast of the Gill Bowl, uh, if you watch that on Wednesday night. Giltinis are obviously sitting at the top of the table. Uh, it seems like they don't really miss a beat any week. They dropped one to Rugby Night in New York a couple weeks ago, but they're back, you know, on this two-game win streak. They're rolling again, planning a trip out to Utah to catch them in the, in the season finale in July. So I'm hoping that you know, make that a reality. Uh, but yeah, like I said, MLR. We'll talk more about the fixtures coming up this weekend as the second half of the season rolls on. But another thing I wanted to talk about kind of dropped on Tuesday night. It's a Premier Rugby Sevens. So on Tuesday evening, some news dropped about this new professional North American Sevens competition. Um, kind of what I can gather from the releases on the website and the stuff they put out is that it will launch in the fall. Uh, former USA Rugby and Rugby United New York head coach Mike Tolkien will be the general manager and lead all of the rugby operations of it. I'm not sure how the competition is structured just yet, but it is going to be a men's and women's competition, kind of like the Seven Circuit is now. Um, there's some big names from the men and women national team so far on board, so I'm looking forward to seeing more information come out about this. And I think, like, if this is how I envision, I don't know if this is true or not, but if it is truly like a Seven Circuit that just moves around the country from la to vegas to denver to you know dallas to you know we're just working new orleans like if, if it truly is that i think that could be really cool um and i listened to an interview with paul rabel who is like the lead guy of the premier lacrosse league a couple years ago and he kind of mentioned like that they modeled that league off the hsbc seven circuit so the way the pll works is the the teams don't aren't tied to specific markets. So there is no Denver lacrosse team in this league. There is no New York lacrosse team, but instead they're just the team. So it would be like, I think one of the team's name is Archers Lacrosse Club or something like that. And and they play, say they play a 10 week season, each one of those weeks, all of the team. So all seven, eight, nine teams in the competition are in Los Angeles. Then they're in San Diego. Then they're in Utah, then they're in Denver. Like, I think that could be really cool. I think that would be awesome if the Seventh Circuit kind of did that same thing since it is their model based off of the world circuit. Uh, you know, and I think a Pro Sevens competition could do that. I think that could really work. Uh, and I think, you know, people, uh, I've said this before if you've been listening to the show for a while, but Sevens is like the perfect game to get people into rugby because it is so fast. It's jam packed with so much action. Um, the games are short, so you don't super short attention span. Uh, you know, more rugby is always going to be good if this actually comes to fruition. It turns out to be super cool. Gives the players more options, you know, more rugby to play. It's only going to make them better, uh, more exposure to rugby, more exposure for the players themselves. And it gives us more rugby to watch and talk about. So I'm excited for it on that front as well. And if you combine all that with the fact that Sevens is just an awesome, fun sport to watch, um, something to be excited about in, in general. So like I said, there's only a couple couple releases on the website you can check it out for yourselves at pr7s.com and then they've, i think all their social handles are the same pr7s 
Uh, so make sure you check that out. And like I said, it's going to be fun to keep an eye on something uh, cool, you know, to look out for and look forward to when fall comes around. So it'll be perfect with football going on, be plenty of sports to talk about. Uh, that kind of does it for the breakdown this week. So we'll go ahead and jump into all the rugby that you can watch this weekend. Start with the premiership. So there's been a few premiership matches that happened earlier this week. I think there was like two on Monday, one on Tuesday. But the premiership is off this weekend while the Challenge Cup and the Champions Cup wrap up. Um, so moving into that, we got the Challenge Cup between Leicester Tigers and Montpelier on Friday at 1 p.m. And then the Champions Cup, we have La Rochelle versus Toulouse on Saturday at 9.45 a.m. You can catch both the Challenge Cup and the Champions Cup on Peacock. Those are the final of both those competitions. We've got the Rainbow Cup. We have the South Sea Sharks versus DHL Stormers on Saturday at 4.55 a.m. in the morning. I guess that's what a.m. means. And we have Emirates Lions versus Vodacom Bulls on Saturday at 7.25 a.m. I'll leave out in the morning on that one. You can watch both of those matches on ESPN+. Plus. We've got the Allianz Premier 15s. I actually nailed that that time. Credit to me. We've got Harlequins Women versus Wasp FC Ladies at 5.30 a.m. Mountain Time. And Saracens Women versus Labra Lightning at 7.30 a.m. Mountain Time. So those are both the semifinal of the Allianz Premier 15s. Both of those matches will be streamed on Premier15s.com for us in the States. Um, and if you're overseas, that will be on BT Sport. But I'm sure you know that. The winner of those two matches will play each other in the final on Sunday, May 30th at 9 a.m. Mountain Time. Uh, so I would assume that will be streamed on Premier15s.com as well, but we'll talk about that next week. Uh, moving into Super Rugby Trans-Tasman competition. So all five New Zealand teams won their matches last weekend. Kind of an interesting little tidbit. Some of them came down to the wire, but I thought that was uh, kind of cool, worth mentioning. Um, so first we got Hurricanes versus Rebels on Friday at 1.05 a.m. So unless you listen to this podcast right away, uh, you, that match will probably be over. We've got Western Force versus Highlanders on Friday morning at 3.45. And then we have the Blues versus the Waratahs on Friday at 10.35 p.m. And on Saturday at 1.05 a.m., we have the Chiefs, Chiefs versus the Brumbies. Uh, and then we also have the Reds versus the Crusaders at 3.45 a.m. You can watch all of those matches on Flow Sports. I saw that after that came out. I did share that if you were keeping an eye on the Twitter it's not going to be on the ASPN fans YouTube page anymore, even though I was a big fan of that. It's going to be on Flow Sports, so it is going to be behind a paywall. Um, so that's where you're going to watch the Super Rugby Trans-Tasman competition. Moving into MLR stuff, like I said, I think this is round 10. Yeah, this is round 10. We had our first match of, of round 10 on Wednesday between the Giltinis and the Gilgronis, uh, but the rest of round 10 looks like this. We got Utah Warriors at NOLA Gold on Saturday at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. You can catch that on the Rugby Network. Got Old Glory DC at the Houston Sabercats on Saturday at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. You can catch that one on the Rugby Network as well. And then on Sunday, we have the New England Free Jacks at Rugby United New York. That's on Sunday at 2 p.m. Mountain Time. You can watch that one on CBS Sports Network. And then we've got Rugby ATL at the Seattle Seawolves on Sunday at 6 p.m. Uh, I wrote Eastern Time. I think I meant to write Mountain Time. So it's either at 6 p.m. Mountain Time or 4 p.m. Mountain Time. I'm sorry. Uh, but you can catch that one on the Rugby Network as well. Again, Seattle playing on Sunday. Need somebody explain to me why that happens. Um, but if you do that, I would be very, you know, very helpful for me. I want to. I'm, I'm interested in that. I'm put out some feelers. I guess we'll get to the bottom of that. That does it for all the rugby you could watch this weekend, though. A lot of rugby, which is always good. So make sure you catch, pick out a couple of those matches, watch them, enjoy them. Uh, should be should be a fun weekend. So. 
with all the rugby you can watch this weekend in the books. We'll go ahead and jump into the interview portion of the show. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, like I mentioned in the breakdown, I'm very excited and happy to have Colorado XO Lock Max Stacy on the phone. Uh, I mean, on the phone, it, <laughs> on the show. Uh, Max is one of the younger guys on the team, but he's also one of the guys with the most rugby experience. So he has a unique perspective. Like I, I've mentioned before, I've been trying to seek out the people that have played the most rugby on this team, just kind of get their you know, perspective, get what their thoughts on this whole thing and how it's been going. So uh, he joined a little bit later. He didn't join right at the beginning of the season, but he joined early enough to have a good idea and a good feel and really see the progress that the team has made. Uh, he joined right before the third match. So I think that was week five of the whole you know, training when they reported. Um, so, like I said, he's gotten a good perspective of everything, and it was interesting to get that perspective, just hear how he thinks, you know, things have gone so far, who he's been impressed by. We talk about a little bit of everything. We talk about podcasting. We talk about life after rugby, um, all that good stuff. So won't ramble on too much about it. So with that, we'll go ahead and kick it to my conversation with Colorado XO Lock, Max Dacey. <laughs> all right, now we welcome on to the show, Colorado XO Lock, Max Dacey. Max, how's it going, man? Oh, it's going great, Colton. Happy to be here. It's yeah. a good day. Thank you for joining me. But it's always nice to these in person. They're always a little bit better. So, so big shout out to, for coming in on your day off. I know Wednesdays, Wednesdays, your guys' day off. So, Max, first question we ask everybody that comes on the show is just, can you tell us a little bit about where you're from? Absolutely. So, I'm from Northern Virginia, uh, pretty close, pretty close to the D.C. area. So, about 30 minutes outside of D.C. Um, it's a pretty hot spot for youth rugby. Mm-hmm. A lot of great clubs. My club, Fort Hunt. West End, but importantly, Gonzaga. So, uh, yeah, it was a great place to grow up, great place to start playing rugby, and uh, happy to be out here in Colorado now, though. Yeah, perfect. That kind of leads into the first question is just how did you get into rugby? How old were you? How did the opportunity come about? You know, how did you start playing? Yeah, I'm probably uh, one of the youngest guys to start playing rugby in the U.S. I started when I was about six years old. Mm, yeah, um, that's w- <laughs> that's way younger than the answers you usually get, right? Yeah, it was it was intense. I My dad started a rugby club. And it was the first of its kind. And we I was the youngest at six and we had a 17 year old. And then from there, by the time I was in middle school, we had competitive middle school clubs. And then by the time I was a senior, we had three state titles and wow. you know, a pretty awesome club. So I was really fortunate to watch rugby grow where I was from. Yeah. And then how did that this is kind of skipping a lot of steps, I'm sure. So fill in the blanks if you, if, if you think you need to. But how'd you end up at Glendale? I know this is your kind of your second, you know, go around here. Could you just kind of explain how you ended up here? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I was a freshman at the University of Mary Washington in 2016. And I went to an All-American camp, had a good showing and got selected for the USA South Panthers mm-hmm. um, and played a tournament down there in Miami. And then after that, I got picked up by one of the Glendale coaches for the academy team. Uh, So I moved out here in the fall of 2017, and I had been out here ever since. But I kind of stopped playing rugby in June of 2018 due to a back injury. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I got back involved with the XOs thanks to good communication with Mark and Luke. Yeah, that kind of leads to the next question is how how did did the opportunity with the XOs come about? Um, That's a really funny story. So Campbell Johnstone is a longtime friend of mine, and – he was he's here the same, from the same area, right? Yeah, he's yeah. from Maryland. So he and I uh, 
grew up going to the Penn State rugby camp and mm-hmm. known each other since then. So he and I went out to dinner with our girlfriends and he was talking about how he just shot Mark and Luke an email and asked to get involved with the program. And I was currently trying to play for CU, which we weren't doing anything at the moment. And yeah. I originally just wanted to train with the team and get some lifts in. And Mark and Luke, uh, I think, were just wanted to give me a shot and offered me a contract and haven't looked back since. Yeah, very nice. So... What do you think about this idea as a whole? Like when you learned about this program, when they you talked to them about the program, like how did you hear about it? I, I guess you heard about it through Campbell. Like what do you think about the overall idea of this whole thing? Oh, I love it. Yeah. One, I mean, I, I'm i a firm believer that football athletes are more powerful and basketball athletes, you could argue, are more athletic and skilled. And to take these guys and have them buy into rugby fully and invest themselves in a sport that requires maybe a little less – bulk and a little more fitness and maybe a little less aggression in a more mental state. Uh, All the guys have bought into it really well. And I think that's a really crucial part of it is to take any group of guys and put them in the scenario wouldn't work, but to take the, the men we have here and have, have them just get excited about the sport the way they did it. It shows that it's a great idea. Has it gone the way you expected, like coming from a traditional rugby background, you know, coming into this with the the preconceived idea, you know, that there's going to be football players here. Like, has it gone how you expected now that the season ends on Saturday? You've been, when did you show up? Week three or four, right? I think week five. Week yeah. five, okay. So my first game You were was... ahead before the third match, though. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, against the second Belmont team. Um, but to kind of go out what you said about did it go as planned, Yes and no. Mm-hmm. I, I remember coming into it, I was like, the most competitive spots are going to be the back row. Mm-hmm. And I think that still stands true as, you know, a lot of our, our guys are middle linebackers, right. and, um, DNs and stuff like that. So the athleticism is there. Um, but no, because I, I didn't think it'd go this well, right. honestly. Yeah. Um, and Why do you say that? The guys talking to other coaches that we've played against, they, they're surprised with the rugby skills our boys have. And, um, I think it showed best against Boston, against the Mystic River team, how these guys are starting to play more like a rugby team and less like football guys starting mm-hmm. to learn rugby. And to see that progression happen as fast as it did, yeah. I am blown away to say the least. Yeah. I guess that kind of leads in the next question is like, if there's been anything that surprised you, like, is that the biggest surprise? Is there something else that, you know, maybe you didn't expect coming in here that, you know, has, has transpired over the course of these 10 matches? I'd say it's probably not the answer you were looking for, but the biggest thing is I've, besides my high school team that I graduated with and guys I've known my whole life, this is the closest team I've ever been a part of. All of these guys are so committed to each other and um, because of that, it it drives everybody. So that was something that I think is incredibly phenomenal about the team is how how hard everybody works for each other and the love that each guy has for the person standing next to him. That's and I think that's an answer I've gotten before, like talking to Tawny and talking to Jalen, like these guys that have been in these NFL programs and, um, you know, Tawny and Jalen both played in like the XFL and the AAF, like the the other, you know, 
pro football leagues, and they had kind of said that they enjoyed playing in the XFL and the AFF more than the NFL because it felt more like college. Like, and this to me seems like a very it's a similar to a college setup. You're all they're all living close to each other. They're right next to the facility, and it just they said it kind of gets that college feel. Everybody's in here on the same level for the most part. Everyone's learning the game together. So. As an answer I've gotten before, and, and you're right, I guess that's something I never considered leading into this season, um, but it has been cool to see that. And I think you can tell, like, the I went to New Orleans with the team for the first match. I, you know, I obviously watched the Clemson match on the stream. I watched the match against Hartford. And you can tell, like, they're having fun. They play for each other, like you said, and I think that's been a cool thing to see, a cool wrinkle that I don't think a lot of people didn't expect probably. Um who have you been impressed by? There's been a lot of guys that have really oh. shown out this year, but is there a couple? Not, obviously not trying to, to, you know, make anyone mad or anything, but who have you been impressed by? There's there's tons, you know. Um, leading from the front, Tani, mm-hmm. he's super committed. Um, Jalen, of course, is super committed to his role as a hooker, and he's he wants to throw every day. Um, Malik told me he, that he he forgot that Jalen was new like to the sport when he first started training like and I think if you've been watching I I could see that too like, yeah. I, all his you know all his throws are are spot on like he just seems like he's been doing it for a while yeah um well and on that same note Kiger uh, Caleb he's a guy that you know shows up early and stays late mm-hmm. so he's another guy um, I'd say another two two other guys I got to throw out there is Trey. His work rate and how much rugby excites him is something that's super cool to see. And um, I love having him on my team and not on the other team. Um, and then need, also, need those guys. Yeah. And then Brady. Yeah. Brady's a, you know, he's a young guy like myself and Soup. Um, but he he's balancing playing nine, playing seven. And he's competing for a starting spot in both of those. And yeah. that's very rare that you see that. So, yeah, Brady, so I remember when he came on, like, you don't see very many – uh, scrum half flanker <laughs> hybrids. That's a that's a different animal. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. I, I'm interested to hear, and it's been fun to see just everyone progress. Like I, you know, seeing like I said, seeing the progression from week one down in New Orleans to you know week ten coming up. Now it's been fun to see. Um, and I guess you know, I guess leading into that, the start of the season hot. You've been with the team for the majority of the weeks now. Um, kind of are on a little bit of a cold streak now. Dropped three straight matches. Kind of what has been the difference in those matches? They've all been by a score of one converted try or less. So just kind of what's been the difference in those matches, and, and what's going to be the difference this weekend up against LA? You know, that's a really tough question uh, because I believe that our opponents have gotten tougher as the season yeah, has progressed. Yeah, for sure. You've played better competition. Absolutely. Um, but I think that's elevated us. And I think the the biggest thing that we need to continue to do is trust ourselves and not just trust ourselves when it comes to the guy next to him making a tackle, but trust ourselves to make the right decisions. I think a lot of times we get eager and you know we want to make that highlight, but we've got a really solid team. And I think sometimes I that that excitement gets the better of us and I'm I'm guilty of that I I had to knock on against Hartford when I got excited so I think the biggest thing is just focusing on our continuity and knowing that we're going to be the better team on the field and knowing that the only way we're going to lose is if we let ourselves lose yeah as I think I mean the proof's in the pudding that's a thing that's been said a lot about this experiment I've seen the chatter online and other people I've talked to they've said you know the proof's going to be in the pudding and and it's been in the pudding, right? Like every match, you you can play with anybody. I think that's 
been proven by now. The losses have been by, what was I think 10 points was the most, and that was the second week of the season. And then we're looking at losses of one point, two points, and seven last weekend. So you can prove you can play with anybody. Um, I, I think, like you said, proving that to yourself is a big part of it. But it's been proven. I'm looking forward to seeing how this weekend goes. So, uh, Max, do you have a favorite memory of this season, a favorite moment? Ooh, that's really tough. There's There's been a lot of good ones. Um, you know, Ricky is a guy that's always on me. I'm not the most <laughs> physical person. I'm, I'm a skillful player and I like to be fit, but I've always lacked in physicality. So anytime I'm in practice and maybe I make a good hit or something like that and, uh, I get Ricky excited. That's always a fun time, but I'd have to, uh, I'd say if I had to pick any memory, it would probably just be, uh, the first day I got here, I roll up and we're having lunch and everyone knows who Tehran is. We're, mm -hmm. we're having lunch, and I sit in the back. And I was one of the first guys there, so I'm kind of sitting, and everyone starts rolling, and I can see people are like, who's that guy? Who's that guy? And the Caleb, our camera guy, is right on Tehran, and he looks back and looks at me, and he goes, who is that guy? And the camera just <laughs> swoop, goes straight to me and zooms in, and I didn't know anything about the cameras. I was yeah, still, yeah. I didn't even know anybody's name really yeah. yet. Um, Fresh out of the minivan. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of a funny intro to the team, but yeah. the humor in that I think stuck and yeah. symbolized a lot about this team. Is this the funniest team you've ever been on? It seems like the jokes are always flying with these guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, just because we have such a, di a diverse team. I mean, we got guys from all over the country that you get a little bit of everything. And some mm -hmm. people get other people's humor a bit more. And um, it's it's really interesting when you, you hear Kiger crack a joke and then you hear LSD crack a joke. Mm -hmm. And then, I don't know, you hear Ricky crack a joke. They're all a little different, but they all make you laugh. Yeah, that is funny. Uh, Banks, how have you seen your game, you know, change this year? I, you, you just said you're coming off a back injury. You had you missed some rugby for a while. But you're back in the swing of things. How have you seen your game, you know, change, and, and how are you feeling? Uh, um, that that answer is black and white. You know, um, one of my biggest – I mentioned it earlier. One of my biggest lacks was my physicality and mm -hmm. my strength and being with guys. Yeah, you don't really have a choice on this team, right? No. they <laughs> And, you know, a lot of guys are super nice to me. They, they know my rugby history, and they look to me for rugby help. But in that same aspect, I look to every single guy for – advice on footwork and advice on contact and advice on getting stronger. So I feel, you know, you mentioned the back surgery. I feel the strongest and fittest I've ever been. Yeah. And I'm just excited to keep playing with guys that, that push that weak side of my game and make me more physical. Very nice. So changing gears a little bit here, I wanted to ask you about uh, rugby on the rise. Kind of encroaching on the on the podcast game territory here, Max. So yeah, man. Tell me a little about the podcast. How'd you come up with the idea? You know, how'd you, you get it rolling? And I want to know what the best episode is. Ooh, that's that's tough because every single one of the guys on there is a good friend of mine. Uh, to go with, with what you said at the start, the reason I got involved was during my back surgery, uh, I was just away from the game I love. I didn't my first game back with Colorado XOs was almost three years since I played my last game. So I wanted to stay involved in the sport. And a lot of the people I know know me as a guy who talks a lot and <laughs> knows me as as a guy who likes to stay connected to people I play with. So I thought, what better way to just talk to talk rugby with guys I love? Um, I'd say probably one of the best episodes Either I, I got to go with two, probably um, my first one with soup, just because he and I are really tight and 
the first episode, we were so nervous and we were sitting <laughs> in my little one bedroom apartment and like, yeah. oh my God. And our, our faces were red the whole time. Um, but it was a blast. And then yeah. the second one was uh, Justin Johnson. And the reason for that is I think he's one of the, the most solid young players that I've ever played with, similar to Devin Short. But he he had a lot of helpful advice. And that's what that podcast is about for me is helping younger players and helping people who want to know more about rugby. And that whole time he felt like he wanted to help people and he wanted people who were listening to to love the sport more. So that was a pretty awesome interview. Nice, man. I, like, I remember doing the same thing when I first started. I think your episode's going to be episode 90. So it feels so much different doing episode 90 than doing episode one, but it was the same thing. And I had my first interviews with Pete Borlase and it was just – you know, stumbling over everything, like so nervous to ask yeah. stuff, like got to get like, I'm used to doing, asking questions where I, you know, transcribe, I can leave out like my dumb comments and stuff, but now it's different when everyone can hear you, you stumble over some words or something, but it, I'm glad that you've done it. This is something I've talked to a lot of people about is like just doing it, not being afraid of, you know, just making stuff, putting stuff on the internet, scary, um, but doing isn't important. And, and if anything, you don't do it for you. So I hope you keep it up, man. And I'll have to check out those episodes. Where do people find it? Uh, most most streaming sites have them. It's prim- I primarily advertise on Spotify just because yeah. I know that's what a lot of people use. But right. Apple Podcasts, I mean, it's... it's Anywhere podcasts are available, right? Yeah. Perfect. And episode six actually dropped today. When, yeah. Wednesday, I know this is going to come out later. So <laughs> if you guys are looking for something to listen to after this, give yeah. that a, give that a hear. For sure. I'll link it. I'll link it in the article that, that we do the show. And so, so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be required listening this week. We got a required reading section, but we'll, we'll change to required listening this week. <laughs> All right, Max, what's the summer look like for you? Uh, summer. I, I was actually talking to one of my best friends about that on the way down here. This is the summer of beer and burgers. I'm trying to <laughs> trying to put some weight on this summer yeah. and uh match match what the guys in the uh, on this team do in the gym so for me it's going to be a big summer for lifting and trying to put some weight on yeah that's good i mean that's a good plan that sounds like my summer too i don't know if i'm trying to catch up to teron beckham but i think there'll be some beer and uh, burgers in, in my summer as well so that's all the questions i had for you max i usually leave this last part open if you want to shout out anything or promo anything i know we squeeze a podcast in already but uh feel free to push anything else you want um the only thing i'd say to push is make sure you whoever's listening to this if you're a rugby guy you're also focusing on something outside of rugby uh, i did my podcast because i'm a pr major at cu and no i know this my my what i currently call athleticism isn't gonna last <laughs> forever so just make sure you find something you love and you're passionate about outside the sport. But the other thing is uh, we talked about kind of the podcast and just thinking about something and doing it. If you're a young guy listening to this, take risks, take opportunities. I found out I was moving out to Colorado a week before I got that offer, you know. So when something comes your way, if you're young and you're able, just jump on it and ride the wave because you never know what cool things like signing up on a brand new program with <laughs> a TV crew and a contract is going to show up. Yeah. So. Great advice from a great guy, Max. I'll let you go. Go go do your uh, documentary interview. Thanks so much for your time, man. Really appreciate it. Colton, thank you, brother. <laughs> All right. I hope everybody enjoyed that conversation with Colorado XO Lock, Max, Stacy. No, I certainly did. I say it every week. Um, you know, guests make the show. I appreciate Max coming and doing it in person, especially because I think he lives up in Boulder. So he came down and talked to me. I really appreciate that. Uh, so big shout out to Max. I hope everyone enjoyed that. So we're going to jump into the required reading portion of the show now. 
Uh, and like I said, in the interview, if you listen to the interview, we'll, we'll go ahead and, and train the required reading to some required listening. So go check out Max's pro- podcast, Rugby on the Rise. I'll link to the Campbell Johnstone episode since that one kind of makes the most sense for this podcast. we got an XO talking to an XO, two of the most experienced guys on the team. So make sure you click the, you know, seek out the article that houses this podcast, and I'll have it linked in there under the required listening words. It'll pop out to you. Um, that does it for that. So we'll go ahead and close the show at the loop. Don't have very much to talk about in the loop, but again, I just want to remind you, be sure to check out the Exos taking on the LA Loyals Elite this Saturday at 2 p.m. Mountain Time. So like I said, it's free to attend. Just show up. Gates are open at 1, and if you can't make it, you got other stuff going on. You're, you're doing stuff around the house. You're doing some chores. Make sure you stream it. It's free to stream at infinitypark@glendale.com. There will be a pop-up. If the pop-ups are not there, just click on you know rugby stream, Click that, you'll you'll get right to it. It's very easy to work. Um, watch these guys play. It's going to be awesome. I will unfortunately not be able to attend this match, so I have some other stuff going on. But I'm looking forward to watching the stream afterwards, and we'll be putting out some content, of course, when it's all said and done, as well as some stuff next weekend, just kind of some wrap-up stuff. Uh, I've been keeping track of everyone that scored tries, um, so I've kept a little bit of a record. So I'm excited to put some stuff out of that next week and the weeks to come. Um, but other than that, make sure you follow us along, along with us on Twitter at DNVR underscore rugby and at Colton Strickler. Uh, that's the best way to keep up with all the stuff we've got going on at DNVR.com. Make sure you check out all the content there as well. That's my show. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you had a great week. Hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy all the matches this weekend. Come check out the Exos playing um, while you still can. And I will catch you all back here next week. 